Episode 7, Season 4 of the Tom Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, my co-host, Bex. Hello. And back for the first time this season, Ed- Edmonton's favourite son, Joss Eddington. Burnley's favourite son. <laughs> right. Uh, let's start with yesterday. Happy Hammers, or not so happy Hammers. Um, Joss, you and I were there. Um, nice little ground, isn't it? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's uh it's it's quaint it's uh it's easy to get to it's cute it's everything you like about football purpose built well designed stadium um easy access in and out um brilliant facilities um yeah it's a it's a wonderful piece of modern architecture Jeff. it's exactly the sort of reason that uh, that we like to follow these clubs you know Spend time in a stadium like that. It's a fucking shit. But Bex, you were there um, earlier. I was earlier there in the for summer. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Yeah. And I think probably, and I think I had a much better time than you guys did yesterday. At least I knew what I was getting from my money's worth. It's a, it's an absolute shithole. Um, very early on, throughout the game, Spurs fans were, were singing, you, you, "You sold your soul for this shithole," um, which pretty much, pretty much sums it up. Um, we made life difficult for ourselves. We got the result. We got we got the three points, but it shouldn't have shouldn't have been as close as it was. The scoreline. We should we should have buried them. Yeah, and I, the, there's a danger, I think, of blaming the ref again, who had a couple of poor decisions. I'm not saying the Aurier sending off was a bad decision because I don't think it was, but there were a couple of decisions scattered throughout the game that I thought maybe we could have done with the benefit of that. And then on the back of that, it just seemed that the team felt, certainly going that, that second goal went in and we just fell apart for 10, 15 minutes. It seemed to take us a while to go, oh shit, we really do need to pick it up. But those last five minutes, man, I don't know what it was like in the stadium, but I could really have done without, was it four minutes added, added time? Just made it really hard work to sit and watch. It's like watching bad old Spurs. Well, the the, the man next to me, he had a, he had a, he had, his ti- he had his timer up on his on his iPhone. He was he was all Sir Alex Ferguson. Joss, you had the old. Yeah, um, yeah. It, you have to make when it, you have to you have to keep an eye on these things. I'm getting to a stage now where my um, my blood pressure can't take much more of that. So you know I need to know exactly how close to four minutes we are. Uh, so yeah, I had, to, I had to keep an eye on that, mate. It's, uh, it's, it, it wasn't good. The last the last five or ten minutes were particularly stressful. I think I said to you, Jeff, didn't I, when we went 3 0 up, I said, Do you think the points are safe? Yeah. Which is. Uh, <laughs> which is Foolish man! Yeah. <laughs> Spursy. Uh, and I, th- I think I said to you very early on that um, Chikorito has never scored against us. You did. Yes, Famous you did. last words. Oh, well done. Yeah, seven, seven, was it seven games yeah. against us and yeah. never scored a goal? Yeah, yeah, you did say that, yeah. Yeah, it's all your fault. I thought you were going to say to me, Josh, you smell a gin, but you didn't. <laughs> um, but the, the, the first half, um, I thought we, we started off slowly, even though we went 2 0 up. And then the second half, I thought initially we were playing, you said it to me, Josh, we, the movement was a lot better, the passing was a lot more crisp. And then. It sort of went tips up after 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 they scored one, and then the area sending off. But um, I think overall there there were some good good performances. I mean, Carroll coming on for them probably changed the, changed the game because whereas you would have thought that that should have caused us problems, I don't think he actually did, and he gave the ball away I, twice as well. I don't think Carroll causes any problems whatsoever. I think what changed the game was the sending off. Because that seemed to give West Ham a little bit of, oh, look, hang on a minute, we could do something here. I, I agree, yeah, the sending off changed the game. I was just one point, and it's it's not a criticism of Pochettino, but it's an, an observation. Um, I think he got his substitutions around the wrong way. I would have left Ericsson on, 
and Sissoko would have gone at the point of the sending off. Sissoko would have gone for me, yeah. and Trippier would have come on. Um, mm. But the, the, I, I, it did leave me scratching my the um, the Ericsson substitution because Ericsson is always a threat, you know, and Winks is not quite as attacking minded as as Ericsson. I think that if he'd have left Ericsson on, made the change. Trippier on Sissoko off, I think that we would have continued to be the same threat that we were with 11 men when we only had 10. On, on Ericsson, we had a question from Conor Manetto who says, Ericsson was fantastic today. Does his performance get lost in the whole Delhi Kane mania? I think it does. I think the way he took it, the goal was fantastic. And he did make it look so simple. It was just, I'm just going to kick this ball. And he knew it was going in, but it, I'm sure it wasn't that easy. That was a stroke. That wasn't a kick. He, he stroked it into the back of the net. <laughs> but he, but it, he just, he just made it look like a breeze, did he not? So I think Ericsson does get lost in the glamour because he's a workaday player. You, we know what he's capable of, and everybody expects him to deliver that week in, week out. And the only time Ericsson becomes a question is when he's having an off game, and people give it oh, it's fucking useless. But when he's playing the way he is now then what a fantastic player and why do you need to talk about him because he's just doing what he always does mm. um, Kane scored, scored a couple um, Mauricio Pochettino after the match says that he loves Harry Kane in the same way that the fans love Harry Kane Joss do you love Harry Kane? Oh, Javed, it's, I find it impossible to, for anybody to not love Harry Kane of course you love Harry Kane I don't love Harry Kane as much as I love, love Toby Alderweireld, but uh, I still love Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, he, he seems to defy well, everything that's thrown at him. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's a weakness there in, in that player. You know, you, you look at even the best f- footballers. You look, you can pick pick weaknesses in their game. I can't see it with him. He can sh- he can head. He can shoot with his right. He can shoot with his left. Supposedly, he's not. He doesn't have pace. I disagree. I think he's got. He might not have the pace of, say, I don't know, or the quick feet of someone like uh, someone like Aguero, but he's he can he can pick up the football and run at players. Um, he can shoot from distance. He can. What can't he do? He's probably the best striker in the world. Left foot, right foot, head. He's got a lot. Why wouldn't Poch love him? Because he must be a dream as a player as well. To have somebody who's that dedicated and will spend that extra hours on the training pitch why would you not want a player like that in your squad um, the other performances yesterday um, we mentioned Ericsson Kane um, Delhi. we had a few questions on, on Delhi mm. Ali another one from Conor Manetto how poor was Delhi's first touch today looks to be lacking confidence more than anything else and Ed Brad adds thoughts on Delhi's recent petulant behaviour Uh, yeah, I agree with his first touch. Delhi's first touch yesterday was poor. He, 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 you're right. Yeah, I think he um, does look short on confidences. I don't quite know what's 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 wrong, but there's definitely something not right. Um, he was guilty yesterday of massively overplaying um, when it would have just been easier to swing a leg through the ball and, and, and shoot. A couple of chances he had where he could have, you know, nicked, nicked a goal. And I'm, I mean, like decent chances. We're not talking half chances or, you know. Bits and pieces, scraps. There were a couple of proper chances in that second half that he could have had, but um, yeah, overplayed it. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's trying to be too good. I really don't know. But there's definitely something. He's not as fluid and as um, and as relaxed as he, as he was um, sort of back in the last season. Yeah. But it's not quite clicked for him yet. Yep, agreed. It still does look a little bit off. It's still early in the season. I remember this time last year, Ericsson started the season off slowly, and there was all all that talk of a new contract and and whatnot. So it looks a little bit off the ball, but he did. He was in inv- he he was involved in the first two goals. Um, but I think some of the other stuff. I, I can't remember if it's second half. There was a, there was an opportunity where he had a chance, and he he kept the ball for too long when he could have taken a shot or could have laid it off he didn't and yeah it's one second half he could have squared it across the box but he tried to again dance his way in from the left hand side you know near the uh, near, like the edge of the penalty area yeah. he tried to dance his way right into the middle of the uh, middle of the box when exactly that it would have been easier to just square it lay it back but 
but uh, he didn't. But here we go. You know, I don't know. There's, there's definitely, as I said, there's, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's definitely not quite right there. Um, at the talking points from the game, we briefly mentioned the referee. Um, I don't want to bang, bang on about the ref. Michael Oliver looks about 12, so he shouldn't really be officiating a game. Uriah sending off. Um, you shouldn't really be looking at 12-year-olds, Joe. <laughs> Um, but Michael uh, uh, Uriah sending off um, probably justified yeah I think Uriah and I said it before he's he's obviously committed to the cause of Spurs he's quite he wants to make an impression on the Premier League I think he's got something to prove to himself because of everything that happened at PSG you can't well you probably can fault the lad for going in a little bit hard isn't that what you want from your players? Absolutely. Don't you want to see that passion? You want to see them fight and win? So, yeah, all right, it wasn't perfect. But that was his first away game for us. First start, wasn't it? Yeah. Don't forget. In the, the league. The, yeah, first league start. Don't forget where he started. Where, where, sorry, obviously who we were playing. You know, he, he's, he would have been well, well um, versed up on what it means. Um, the atmosphere, you know, it's quite a... Even though they're in a, the West Ham fans are in a different postcode to the pitch, it's still you know it's still a, a fairly aggressive place to go to, and he's the sort of person. Aurea strikes me as the sort of person who's got that streak in him. He's competitive. Yeah. He doesn't mind being physical. He's up for the scrap. He's, you'd rather have him on your side than the, than against Absolutely. against you. You know, and, and yeah. so what? Okay, he got two yellows and and. and, and you know, we, we lose him for a game. It's not as if we haven't got anyone who can play that position instead of him. Yeah, it'll just mean that that Uriel will start on Tuesday against Applewell, which I think he probably would have. Yeah. And Trips will come in um, against Huddersfield, which which I'm fine with that. Um, one thing about Uriel, very early on in the, in the first half, he made a wonderful tackle. Um, did, yes. Which I remember turning you, turning to you, Joss, and, and I said, that, that lad that we sold to... Um, Man City, he would have made that oh, tackle. Absolutely right, mate. Yeah, and I said to you because he would have been on the halfway line waiting for the ball to break so we can get on the attack. Yeah. One, one quick thing about um, comparing Aurea to uh, to um, Andy Carroll. I know it's not an obviously a, a, a direct comparison, but when you're talking about players that are aggressive and are up for the fight, Andy Carroll is a right sneaky bastard he, start, he started that trouble in the 94th minute then he he, he he cleared off out of it and let the trouble develop then he got back involved after the referee had started handing out cards he's exactly the sort of bloke that would do that in a pub and would come in with a snidey uh, punch to the side of the head from behind someone he's, he's not what you want on your side um, and he's uh, yeah, just just a bit of a rat really but classic West Ham <laughs> yeah well, it'll be interesting to see what the FA does about the hand up to the throat as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think that was caught by the ref at the time, which is why the ref started dishing out cards, because he didn't understand all the gobbing off. And that's why he started dishing out cards like sweets. It was, yeah. He was just flashing them at everybody because he didn't see that. So I wonder how much, whether that will be in his, his subsequent match report. Well, that's what Carol did. He, as I said, he started that trouble and then backed away so he wouldn't get, um, he wouldn't get fingered for it. And then after the ref had started done, done his work, he got involved again. And he was still going. He was st- he was still having a go at Ben Davis um, after the after play had restarted. But anyway. Um, one of the other talking points from the game, um, Musa Sissoko. You could have a whole podcast on him. Um, we're not. Um, I can reassure you on that. Um, question from John Steggles. Because he is Marmite. He is viciously Marmite. Well, so... Question round from John Stegall. So the Guardian describes Sissoko in their write-up as a kind of false number seven, come right-sided, something or another. Is that a fair representation of his game yesterday, or does he deserve more plaudits? Um, and he, he, I mean, he came off to, to what could be described as mild applause from our fans. Um, Is that because he was going off? Yes. Rather than for anything that he did. And he's been getting better, but he's still a bit of a meh player. Do you know what he remi- Do you know what he reminds me of in a Spurs shirt? Forget about all this stuff about fifty odd caps for, for 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 France. Okay, let I'm not questioning that he's, you know, if he's if he's done that, any player that's that's done that must be a half decent footballer. But in a Spurs shirt, he reminds me of a throwback to the '90s or the early noughties when Stuart Nethercott. <laughs> 
um, a trier. You know, based based on his performance yesterday or, the, or this season, he's certainly put, he's certainly trying that bit more. He's certainly put, putting in a bit more effort than he did did last season. That that's clear to see. But that's it. There's no skill. There's I could no... put in more fucking effort in a Spurs shirt than he did last season. It's not difficult, but the fact remains that because of what he did last season, not only is he fighting the fans because he's a newish player, he's fighting the fans because of what he didn't do last season. So I've just said he's a Marmite player, but he's not mm. actually because I don't know anybody that really stands up for the bloke. And that's unusual because normally you'll always get one or two. And whilst the year he's better, but he's still not. Nobody's going to rush out and get his name on a shirt, is there? I think I think he'd he'd be better suited in a different era, as in ten or fifteen. A different team. Ten or fifteen. Ten or fifteen years ago, he'd be. You know, when we had I don't know the likes of Michael Brown or um, (laughs) those sort of midfield players. God, that's Gary Doherty. Yeah, that's the ginger pillow. He'd be he'd be be suited to that to that era. Joss, when when we went down to ten men and he was stuck out um, on the right hand side, um, you said to me, "We need to take him off because he's not he's not cultured. He can't. He's got no football brain." I think. And I think that's I think that's that sums it up really. You know, he's got. Uh, so why does... touch... Sorry, Joss. No, I was just going to say I watched the touches he takes with the ball. Um, you know, comparing to. I mean, I know Derek Dyer isn't isn't. I don't think he's sparkling in midfield by any stretch of the imagination. But someone like, um, obviously, Eriksson or, or, or Musa Musa Dembele or Wanyama, you know, you watch the and a touch those players take in comparison to Sissoko. Sissoko sometimes, as a professional footballer, takes two touches to get a ball under control, to to get it under control. And every pass that he plays, he has this ability to. He he's, he doesn't pass the ball on the floor it's almost as if he, he side foot chops the ball underneath and he said you know he lofts every single pass he plays which makes it difficult for the receiving player to get it under control you know if it's a ball played to your feet you can run into space you can run onto it you know and, and get it under control quickly whereas Sissoko just there's something technically not right about him at the moment and, and you know just uh, it's disappointing to see him for me to see him play the length of time he did yesterday, as I said, when Oria got sent carded, he, it, Sissoko should have gone straight away then. Well, put it so this... why does Poch insist on playing him? Who are the, the other options? You've got Dembele who was injured, who wasn't even on the bench. You've got Wanyama who's injured. Winks maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Wouldn't you? Is it better to have Sissoko play the main, the majority of the game, and then have Winks come on instead of all the other way around? rather see Winks start but anyway Poch seems to think that there's a player there that he can do something with and he just he's going to keep on mm. playing him until he gets what he wants or until <laughs> Levy sells him whichever <laughs> happens soonest part of me cynically wonders whether that, that, that him playing is just him his way of, or, or Levy's way of us getting him, him in the shop window because if I he's not at this stage of the season no, but he leaves game time. But if, let's just say if we tr- we try to sell him in January, um, it'd be far easier to sell a player that's playing than one that's just sat in the reserves. Um, you think of Adebayor? I don't know. I, I think that there are there are he's got certain things in his game, like he's got strength, he's got pace, which can cause. It's a bit like Andy Carroll. It can cause opposing teams. It can be a bit of a nuisance. It can cause problems, but. You need to have a bit more in your makeup at the top level. You need to have some skill. You need to be able to play the right pass and not and have a good touch, which he doesn't really have. Um, he played ninety minutes against Barnsley, Jeff, and he didn't cause them any problems. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Barnsley, shall we? Um, what a shit game that was. Um, the only highlight I, from, from from that match for me was um, I thought Fatongan was, was solid at the back, but I thought Young Foyf he looked he looked quite good. Yeah, I like him. Um, New man crush. Well, he's a bit young for me, Bex. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear it. However, <laughs> more, 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 more Jarvan. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were saying Barnsley. Um, yeah, there wasn't much much to go on about that game really. Other than I, I thought they 
Sorry, mate. No, I was going to say, the, the only criticism I've got on a Barnsley game, I mean, they're, they're a championship side and they set up to not get turned over. Um, but my only criticism of, of, of us was that we mustered, we got together 27 shots against Barnsley and, and only five of those were on target. Yeah. Which isn't good enough. We did We did seem to lack something in that final third, which is surprising when you consider you had Sun and Delhi both starting in yeah. that team. I didn't feel Lorente got the service that um, a player like him needs. Um, I thought fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth did very well. And I think the thing was, it was a different sort of test, even though um, they're in division below us, it was a different sort of test to when we played Swansea, um, the previous game at Wembley. At least Barnsley came out and gave us a bit of a game. And I think that was good from Foyth's perspective to get him to get him blooded into English football, to get him tested and playing alongside Vertonghen um, would have no doubt helped him. Um, yeah, he fitted in there quite nicely. You know, it was good. I mean, Winks he got ninety minutes. Walker yeah. Peters got Walker Peters got ninety minutes, but he played at he played at left back. Yeah, you know, he played ninety minutes at left back. Vert's played the entire ninety. Um, as I said, yeah, it, it was a really strong starting lineup, and and the stats bear that out. But as I said, you, you know, it's seventy about seventy five percent possession, but just five on target from twenty seven with, with that with that front three isn't really good enough, in my opinion. But um, you know, one nil is one nil, isn't it? Yep, and we're in the next round, and we've got the Happy Hammers next um, in their in their cup final at Wembley. So that that should be a good one. Um, just on the more broader question on the League Cup, David Fornell says, um, has the Carabao, whatever it's called, Carabao League Cup? become almost irrelevant irrelevant for whom so if you look at the young younger the sorry the lower leagues then that's their chance to do something so what do you do do you just take the premier league clubs out of it do you bow to the knowledge of guardiola and Mourinho, who say that it's putting too much pressure on an otherwise crowded fixture list do you mean they can't have their moment of glory I'll tell you why I don't personally think it's 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 irrelevant at all. There were twenty three and a half thousand there against Barnsley, right? Well, that's if people don't want to go, that's entirely their prerogative. I'll tell you what, there will not be at Wembley for the West Ham game, and that is there will not be twenty three and a half thousand there. There will be twice that, right? The other reason, and that's and that, that straight away makes that makes it re- relevant. The other reasons it's not relevant, it is relevant for me, is because number twenty-one, Mr. Foyth, number thirty-seven, Mr. Walker Peters, uh, number twenty-nine, Mr. Winks, and um, uh, Mr. Oakley Booth, uh, who all played, who all got, who all got time on the pitch um, against a good Barnsley side, um, you know, and it's it's part of their development as players to spend time on the pitch you know first team within the first team environment and, and, get, and getting involved in, in one of the three major competitions the three major domestic competitions that we've got in this country so yeah it's, it's perfectly relevant and I'll say what whoever thinks it's irrelevant at the moment if we get to the final we'll see how irrelevant they think it is yeah. 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 <laughs> when they're begging for tickets absolutely yeah I'm completely I'm completely on side with you on that I'm just there has been a couple of rumbles in the press this week. Me, I think you've got to have that because you've got to give those smaller clubs, the ones that don't get 60,000 through the gate, you've got to give them that chance. They've got to be able to fight for something. And it's a great way for them to get out and experience bigger stadiums, to, for, have, for their fans to have a day out, for their well, players to appreciate what it's like playing in a, a different stadium. Absolutely. You can't knock it. No, completely. Barnsley only found out they were playing us a week before when they won that when they won that the replay, and they still managed to get three and a half thousand down there on a Tuesday night. So, you know, they they certainly think it's relevant. Yeah, absolutely. It's ironic that Mourinho um, reportedly said this about passive aggressive Lika. being a twat, isn't well, he? He's he's won the trophy I think twice at Chelsea. Um, yeah, that's no, three times it. possibly even at Chelsea, and then once once with once with once with United last season, and that arguably. That was an important trophy for them to win last season because it's it's silverware. It's breeding a bit bit, bit of success in the club. So a load of bollocks. And yeah, just you're absolutely right. All of those players, all of those young players, and not just them. You know, people like Lorente, um, to some degree Dembele. If he 
if he he's not fully fit or he's injury prone at the moment and he can only play every other game. If he's gonna if Pochettino is gonna play him in the European matches, for example, middle of the week, then you can't play him in, in the league game. So he gets a chance in in um in a in a in, in the in the League Cup. And fans can't have it but our fans particularly can't have it both ways because you get a situation where somebody will bemoan, I don't know, whoever it is, it'll be like Janssen, oh, Janssen's not getting a run out, run out, Pochettino's not giving him a run out, so-and-so's not getting a Well, they're only going to get a run out if we're involved in those competitions. The, the alternative is, what, you don't have the League Cup and then you've got, I don't know, Carl Walker-Peters and Harry Winks playing for the reserves just to get match fit, game time. Game, game yeah, time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as, as you said, Joss, Bex, come, come, come the final... If we get to the final, then 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 the same set of fans will be all off t- t- um, tickets. Um, well, it's either that or they wait until January to the till Spurs get involved in the FA Cup, and yeah. that's way too late. Because where's the motivation for those young kids? Those think, kids coming through. I think the way it is at the moment. A few years ago, you used to, you, you had the second round of the League Cup, and I think it was over two legs, as I recall. And everybody, all all the Premier League teams were, were involved, and then I, and then. They did this thing where all the all the teams who were involved in European competition were given a bye to the third round. So we start we started our involvement in the League Cup um, the other week. A lot of other Premier League teams who, who, were, who were involved in Europe didn't. That concession's already been made. I don't. I think it's perfectly perfectly fine the way it is. Um, that being said. Um, we've got a lot of fixtures in in October. Um, another question from John Steggles. Um he, he says October fixture list pile up is ridiculous. The Bingo Cl- Bingo Club Cup g- game less than fifty two hours after Liverpool at home, then Manu away four days later, and then throw in Real Madrid into the mix. So I think we've got them either side of that those domestic games. Which games do we prioritise? It's five, I think it's one, two, three, four, five games in four weeks. Five games. Days or yeah. Something. yeah. Five in 14, yeah. yeah. Well, with our squad, just to answer John's question directly, with the squad we've got, we prioritise the lock. Mm. In my opinion, Deli Ali won't feature versus Real Madrid because he's still. Is that the, that's the last game, Real Madrid away, is the last game of his, of his band, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, so he'll play, Ali will play against Bournemouth, he'll play against Liverpool. And I'd imagine that he'll play him against against West Ham in, in, against the, uh, the dildos. Um, yeah, listen, the squad we've got there, I, I, we just prioritised a lot. You know, professional footballers, it's early in the season, young squad. We'll see. Um, it, my concern is injuries. If you know, picking up key injuries to key players, and there potentially is trouble. But um, Bournemouth, I, have, I think we should take care of them. Real Madrid away, yeah, six 0 on it. We're going to bang them. Um, and then we got the bin dippers. Um. <laughs> All right. And hopefully, you talk about injuries, but hopefully, the flip side of the coin is that hopefully there'll be a lot of players coming back from injury, maybe by that point. Possibly Lamella, Wanyama, Dembele. I'm beginning to think Lamella doesn't actually exist. I think he's a figment of my imagination from when he previously played. I think he's vanished off the face of the earth. If he and can- we're all just holding out hope that. You know, Lamella's going to come back and he's going to be as good as he was in, what, his second, third season? Yeah. And he's not going to be anything like that. He'll be back to the way he was his first season. I'll tell you what, with Lamella, that must have been one hell of a positive drugs test. Um, it's ironic if he comes if if he comes back I read somewhere that he might come back for the West Ham match which is what the 25th of October Um, that would be exactly a year to the day that he last played for us which was also in the League Cup um, at Anfield Um, I'll tell you what it'd be be a a good option to to have coming off the bench better than um, better than a fully fit Sissoko Danny Danny Rose has got to be back about then as well he must uh, he must feature soon yeah, maybe. Um, mm, not heard any dates for him to come back. But then, as Poch doing headology, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, right, before we look at Applewell away, Huddersfield predictions for those and questions. Bex, um, update on Spurs, ladies? Yeah, so the girls started their uh, WSL2 campaign today, playing up in Durham, which I still don't know where it is. Um, they sadly lost their game 2-1. All three goals coming in the first half. 
Bianca Baptiste scored for Spurs on pretty much within two minutes of Durham getting the opening goal. So they were equal and then they weren't. <laughs> so a little bit disappointing, but I think it's good for the girls to... Whereas last season, they just breezed everything. They won mm. every game, all of their league games. So I think maybe the loss today would have been a little bit like, oh, this is different and it's an indication of how much they've stepped up. Yeah, it's a, it's a tougher league and you know to lose your first game 2-1 it's, it's no mean feat. It's not, it's not embarrassing. If that's, that's... I don't think it's embarrassing at all. I think yeah. I'll have learned a lot from today. If nothing else, I'm fairly sure um, Karen Hills would have learned an awful lot from today. So we'll just wait and see how it goes for the next match. Um, Bianca Baptiste, who scored, got the uh, player of the match, um, as voted for by local Durham Radio, which I think is really, really good. I'm encouraging for her. So the next game is next Sunday, and that's at home at Chessant. I don't have a time. How bizarre. Um, against Aston Villa ladies. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we should see how that goes. Right, um... Just very quickly, Applewell next away on Tuesday and then Huddersfield away next Saturday. Predictions? Joss, if oh, I... If we don't, oh, go, no, go Joss. Uh, well, I'm just looking at the stats. Uh, Real Madrid played Applewell um, group stage a week ago or so, whenever it was. Um, uh, Real Madrid, I know I was criticising Spurs for firing 25 shots at Barnsley and only having five on target. But Real Madrid mustered 27 shots and only six of them were on target and they had 70% possession. Um, I think I think we're winning it. Uh, look, so I've said for a long time that Spurs at some point are going to absolutely batter someone, and I just hope it's Hapoel. I think um, I know we gave Dortmund a, that was a good game, you know, but um, a couple of the, the Dortmund keeper got done twice on his near post, and maybe you could say he's at fault for, for both of them. But Hapoel, um, I think we, we should have enough, genuinely enough, to turn them over. Um, if we don't, then the, the usual questions are start being asked again, don't they? Mm. The only thing I could tell you about Applewell is um, they're the Cypriot champions, and not a great yeah. deal else. Um, well known footballing league, yeah, does so well. Yeah, I'd be disappointed if we don't win. Though they're not going to be champions at the moment because they're only they're thirteenth currently mm. um, in, the, in the old Greek league. All right, so we all, we all think they're going to win. We all think Spurs are going to win this match comfortably. Yeah, two 0 Yeah, two 0 Yeah, which would, which would put us, which would put us um, on six points, and possibly, possibly we could go top of the group if Dortmund beat um, Real, and if Dortmund lose, then we'd be six points ahead of Dortmund. So that's that. That would be good. Um, Huddersfield, I, I think, I think that we're going to go there and just continue our final away form and win four nil. But again, it's another game that you'd be. You think that on paper we should certainly demonstrate how good we are. Anyone going to go higher, higher, lower, um, lower? What, higher than four nil? Now I, I think. I don't think it was good. Listen, I'll say 2-0 again, but yeah, Huddersfield's... If Huddersfield come after us, then then we, we should um, we should, we should have enough to, to comfortably turn them over. My only concern with Huddersfield is that they play the same way as Burnley. And, um, you know, David Wagner doesn't strike me as that sort of manager. He's not quite as negative as Sean Dyche. I know Dyche starts every game at 0-0. You've got a point and, you know, let's try and keep it that way. Um but Wagner doesn't strike me as initially as that negative. But you know, I don't know. We we'll see if, if he's concerned that they're they're going to get a battering, then he might he might shut shop and try and hold on. But if they if they come after us, then we'll um, if they come after us. We've got more than enough to turn them over, and yeah, it could it could be comfortable. Mm. I My just, concern is if they if they score first, then they will shut the door. Yeah, I can't absolutely. I can't see them scoring first. I, I think. Famous last words. Yeah, like, chick- like Chikorito. Um, I think I think they'll come out and play, and I think that will, will favour us. And plus, if you look at City and United above us, who apparently are the only teams who can win the league, um, but if you look at their goal difference at the moment, um, we're quite a way off behind that. Um, I think I don't. I'm not concerned. I think we will eventually catch up because 
because I think we'll do what we did last season and the season before that. There will be a few teams that will be on, on the end of 4 nils and 5 nils, and I'm hoping that Huddersfield will be the start of that. But we shall see. They're only two points behind us in the league, Jeff. Yeah, well, I think they're... I think that they've benefited from being that unknown team. Um, I think that they will... I can't see them sustaining that over the course of the season. Right, uh, let's finish off with some questions. Richard Healy, of the team yesterday, which of them do you think can give us 10% more? Um, I can think of a few names at least. Well, Sissoko can give us about 80% more. Uh, Ali can certainly... Ali can certainly pull his fingers out of his ass. I don't know what's going on in his head, but he has been below the standard we expect. Yeah. Kane will always give you more. I think there's more to come from Ericsson. Purely because he's on a roll. I think Dyer could... I don't know if he could give us more, but I... I think he benefits from playing with... When he plays in central midfield, I think he benefits playing with Dembele um, and I don't think when the onus is on, is on him to get forward and play balls he's particularly good at that um, I think Josh you mentioned that earlier in, in the pod um, but yeah Delhi's the one who could definitely give that little bit extra yeah, Deli Ali, yeah, I think he's the, he's the one that stands out. Uh, Larice could give more with his distribution. If he would just please go back to being the goalkeeper he was distribution-wise two seasons ago, um, that would make a massive difference. Um, yeah, listen, I can't, it's difficult to criticise Ericsson. Uh, Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderfield both could give more because they're both due a goal. Um, Vertonghen seems to love this, uh, love getting forward at the moment. Now, we, now he's got Sanchez covering Batungan seems to be um, to be pushing forward a lot more. So yeah, a, a goal from either of them would be uh, would be really quite sweet. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, other than other than that, yeah, that's, hmm, yeah, they're the three, yeah, they're the ones, they're the ones. Yeah, Larice with his distribution out of Batungan for goals and Sissoko. Well, that's, you know, we, we all know that. So yeah, let's not even go there. Just on before I jump to the next question, just you just you mentioned Sanchez. Um, we had a comment from. Graham Eden, who said Sanchez has got the attributes of big old Ledley. Um, would you agree with that, Joss? No, he hasn't. He's, he hasn't because he's got two bloody good knees, from what I can see. But yeah, <laughs> but he's young. Wise, he's got time. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's plenty of time to knacker them. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he, he's. I mean, what a signing! He's, he just he's just dropped straight in and and looks like he's been at the club for, for two seasons already. It's Miss um, Musa Sissoko. Take note. Uh, yeah, it, brilliant! What a great signing, and he does. Yeah, he's um, he's another one you want on the, on your side. You know, he was up for the scrap yesterday. You could tell that he understood the importance of the um, of the fixture, and he was you know he's bang up for it. Uh, he's, he seems to have just adapted to the Premier League perfectly. So yeah, all power to him. I think the the only area of this game so far that I needs to work on is just once or twice I've seen situations. Saw, saw it at Everton. Saw it yesterday as well where he passes back to the race and and I know that Vertonghen does that some occasionally in Alaverald and and that puts Larice under pressure and then he you get his misplaced kicks but there's a few times where um Sanchez picks up the ball and he's far too close to Larice and he plays that short pass um and I think over time he'll get accustomed to the fact that that's probably not the best thing to do um Yes, right. Yeah, even playing it back to Larice's left foot doesn't seem to help. Yeah, I start playing it to his right. Give him a chance of that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, really good, really good defender, um, and, and he, he sweeps up everything behind him. Um, Steve Stratton, after Spurs' three-two victory at West Ham today, yesterday, even we're now since the start of 2015-16 have won the most matches in the Premier League, 47, and accumulated 164 points. His question is, what more do we need to do to lift the trophy? Well, get more points than anybody in a single season. It's all very well amalgamating it. And that's a nice stat, but actually pretty meaningless. Mm. However, this year, if you look at the other contenders, they are all also involved in Europe, which over the last two years, where we've been really strong, 
the champion, the Premier League winners haven't. So it might even the playing field a little bit for us. Yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you what I can do to Mr. Stephen Stratton's question. I can ask, I can answer his question on stats with stats. What we need to do is we need to beat teams like Swansea when we've had 75% of possession. We've had 26 shots, eight of those on target. We've had 11 corners and we've owned, and we've drew nil-nil. That's what we need to do. We need to beat teams like Swansea. Finish. Score a bloody goal. Score more than they do. Uh, incredibly frustrating. It's games like that that are going to stop us winning silverware, unfortunately. Admittedly, we've discussed it before. Um, every single team that comes to Wembley will, I personally think, will shut up shop and will play, will go there to not get def- uh, to not get beat. But they will also raise their game by that extra ten percent purely because they're there. Um, and so, and that, that Swansea game was a perfect example of that. But that's what we got to deal with, you know. It's still, though, very early in the season, and I've got no doubt we, we, well, we have, and I'm sure we will continue to drop more points this season than we did at White Hart Lane last season. But I, I, I do think that at some point we're going to get that first league win, and it's going to be followed with a second one and a third one. And already, if you look at look at our start this season, I don't know how we compare points points wise at this stage of the season to last season. I think we're probably slightly less. But what we've also done is we've gone out in European games. We've we're not on the back foot. We know we we beat Dortmund. We're in the next round of the round of um, League Cup. Um, we've strengthened the squad, and we're only five points off United and um, and City. And bearing in mind that we normally start to hit form around about um, December January time, um, we had a difficult period I think this time last year around about October November when we had Kane out injured and, and out, out of Herald if we can show more consistency and better form over that period then there's no reason why we can't go on go on and win, win a trophy come the end of the season we just start slow why is everybody panicking mm. it's not like it's the first time we've ever done it it's not like we were league leaders by 10 points at this stage last season it's chilled people it's the way that we play. For whatever reason, I don't know the rationale behind it, but it's not the first time. And we're also not the only team to be like this. Look where Chelsea were last year. Look where City were. The year before, look how that panned out. Yep. Relax. Oh, I'm going I'm to sound a bit wimpy and a bit soft and a bit pathetic now, but I think personally that that first game at Wembley against Chelsea was the wrong game at the wrong time. Um, if we yeah, played somebody like Swansea and battered them, then well, I don't think we'd be having this discussion. I think that, that, that it would have. There's something, maybe a psychological block there, but if we'd have played someone other than Chelsea um, and turned them over, then we, we'd be good to go. I mean, we had enough chances against Chelsea, but uh, anyway, you know, the past is the past. But uh, yeah, we, we, it'll, it'll click at some point and somebody will get a battery. But Swansea did get a battery, we just didn't score. Um, you know, as frustrating as it is, uh, there's not a lot we supporters can do about it other than sit there and watch. <laughs> uh, and complain at length. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, final three questions. David Phipps, um, a few games into the new season, how do you feel our new, new signings are doing? So, we can't really say anything about Gazaniga. Um, we've talked about Sanchez. Um, He's got nice hair. Even another one. Um, Uria, doing well. I really like him. I think he's really cool. He's really he just makes me smile because he's just he's just going straight through people. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just he looks like a nutter. And, yeah, and, I like and behaves yeah. like one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah, I know he said some things when he was at PSG, but move on give the kid a chance but from what I've seen when he's got a Spurs shot yeah great welcome to the club yeah <laughs> uh, Lorente's the other one um, he's not featured that much but every time I see him um, again yesterday it didn't he didn't do a great deal he wasn't on the pitch for that for that long but I like I like what I see I like what I see I like the fact that he's also got Premier League experience he knows where the back of the net is he's a winner Urias well I don't know how many how involved he was at PSG but he's Urias 
was at a club that won trophies and he's got that desire in the way he plays so we've got we've now added players that've got that winning mentality um which which is only a good thing you you've got a bit of a man crush on um Lorente, Joss? I have, yeah, as I said to you yesterday. Oi, 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 hang on a minute. Let's just be clear. He's my new best mate. Uh, he's exactly the sort of bloke who you want to stand in next to you when it all kicks off in yeah. the pub. If you saw he's the way. Six foot twelve, wasn't he? He looked really so, tall yesterday. Or, yeah, or seven foot. Um, yeah. <laughs> You could, uh, but the, the way the way it came, when it kicked off yesterday, he was right in the thick of it, and I watched him carefully. And you could see that at any point during that incident, he gave fucks numbering zero. He yeah. loved it. He was well up for it. He's another one who just—he's got that streak. You can see it in him. There's a competitiveness in him, and he's um, yeah, he's he's what a great um, a great addition to the squad. You know, it's just sorry, Mister Jensen. I know that you're away at Fenerbahce or wherever you are scoring goals now, but uh, yeah, this is the Premier League, and Lorena, uh, I think that. Perhaps the, the fee we paid is a little bit high because uh, is he 30 or 31 or something? And he's, he's 32. Yeah, you know, about my age. But he, uh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He, you know, he just, he's just dropped straight in, as Jeff said, good Premier League experience. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's, he'll, he'll spend plenty of time on the pitch, I think. Mm. Um, Ed Brad, and a question on one of our new signings. Is Serge the bit of nasty the team has been missing? Yes. Because I think we've had flashes of that. Occasionally, Jan gets a little bit arsy with people, but I think, yeah, Serge's and um, Lorente, for that matter, neither of them are taking any prisoners. They are both quite capable of holding their ground, capable of making other players know what they think about them. I don't think that, yeah, there's no holes barred with either of them. I think, I think it's, it's not so much a, a case of the, the nastiness. I think there's an element of unhinged and unpredictability about both of them and that was from what I saw yesterday the West Ham game there was that was you know you could see that they were uh, it's, you know they're not they're not just sort of the nice guy the nice the nice guy the nice guy who just you know the professional when you after you failed a guy pat him on the back and then walk away you know there's there's an there's an intent with a foul <laughs> you know it almost looks like there's a determination to try and do some damage which I haven't got a problem with mm. Yeah, it's not malicious, but it's a very clear, you are in my way. And yeah, I don't want you here, so right. get yeah. out. Yeah, and exactly. that's all it was. Yeah. So, but I you, don't think... And you, I, you want that? Yeah, neither of Aurier's tackles were... There was any malice behind them, but there was a very clear, don't fuck with me. So, Absolutely. Serge is sending off. That was the... F- first red card we've had in the Premiership in over two years, so the last one was Vlad Kirikas against Stoke in, I think, March March, March or April 2015 Ah, oh, God, Vlad Kirikas that's the name that um, Drunken Sailor um, but it's funny, in that two year period, we've had we've, we've gone from having from whatever it was, March or April 2015 to February of this year, we had nobody sent off, not just in the Premier League, but other competitions. And then we've gone having Delhi sent off against Ghent, Vertonghen sent off the other week, Serge sent off yesterday. Um, is that coincidental? Is it? Have we suddenly got that little bit of extra edge, maybe? That nasty streak, that bit of steel that all the top sides, if you go back, you know, the Liverpool team of the 80s, Sunes, the United teams with Keane, they've all got that bit of steel. Um, have we? Do we have that now? Is that, are those sending off the reflection of that, or are they just completely coincidental? Maybe the the desire because the, the players know that we can win shit. That the only reason we haven't won shit thus far is because they have failed in some way. So maybe they're all a bit like, okay, bring it on. We've had three years of potch. Now we really need to be doing something. So maybe they're all a little bit more determined. Maybe potch is a bit more determined. Or maybe they've just decided, right, that's it. Everybody else can do it. So can we. I think with Aurea as well, it's the case of he wanted to make his mark on the game. Um, 
you know, two, two yellow cards. The first one, in my opinion, was quite soft, but the second one was definitely because of an, an accumulation of niggly fouls and, and was probably quite well deserved. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not down with the whole. We need to occasionally show a, a red card just to prove that we're this, you know, determined. You know, t- team, and that, that, that physically we're really up for the fight. Because you know, if you're picking up red cards, then ultimately you're playing football with ten men, and that's you know leaving you a li- uh, leaving you um, with a liability. Especially if it's someone like Aurier, who's, who's obviously quite a talented player going forward, as well as you know knowing what he's doing defensively. He gets sent off, and you know it's a big miss. You know, we played twenty minutes with Mr. Sissoko in that position, and I would rather have had a hot dog playing there in a Spurs shirt. In because he had he was absolutely clueless. So yeah, occasionally the odd red card, the Delhi Alley one, you know, when he when he, he in the Champions League, it was just a dreadful tackle. Um, you know, it wasn't malice; it was just awful. It doesn't show that there's a determination in him. You know, it's uh, it's just poor, poorly timed decision making. But yeah, Aurea for me, yeah, plenty. He's got he's got plenty about him, and he's he's, he's you know he's he's got that streak. But, Sometimes it's it's better to uh, you know, to keep it hidden. Okay, final question on the pod. Um, reoccurring question that we ask every every week. Um, and seeing as it's the first time you're on the podcast this season, Joss, um, you're on a desert yeah. island. Um, yep. Who from the current squad do you vote as leader? And if it all goes Lord of the Flies, who do you eat first? Right. Okay. Uh, well, for me, uh, leader would be. Um leader would be uh, Lorente without a shadow of a doubt because if you don't vote him leader then uh, I think personally you're in trouble from what I saw yesterday with him getting involved at the end of the game yeah he would def- he'd definitely get my vote without a shadow of a doubt so uh, and I'd personally be happy to stand there and salute him so yeah for me Lorente is the leader um, if it all goes Lord of the Flies who do you eat first oh, it's, it's got to be Yan and, uh, sorry it's got to be Toby he just literally looks so good that you could eat him. Imagine that he tastes he would taste would taste the best. Especially his haircut. I didn't quite expect that answer, but there you go. Um <laughs> Right, the next podcast will be recorded um, a week today, next Sunday. Um, Bex as ever, thank you very much. Thank you. Joss, thank you. No problems, Jeff. Nice to speak to you again. And until next week, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.